You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I am Seth Peterson. I am Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Josh Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Baxter. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, third coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is animal expert, Barry Siebold, here to answer your training questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden at the Network Business Talk Radio, and he'll put you on the line with us. Once again, the number is 866-606-8255. The show is produced by our producer, the ever-so-talented and lovely Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny Boy. We welcome your calls, 866-606-TALK. The show is brought to you in part by Earth-Friendly Natural Pet, the number one stain and odor remover in the country. That's Earth-Friendly. And our special guest this hour, you all know her. Her name is Victoria Stillwell. Train your dog positively. She's got a new book out there, Understand Your Dog, and Solve Common Behavior Problems, including Separation Anxiety, Excessive Barking, Aggression, House Training, Leash Pulling, and much more. So if you have a question for Victoria Stillwell, myself, John Patch, Barry Siebold, and Amanda Page, give us a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. This is Talkin' Pets. Trust in me, in all you do, have the faith I have in you love will see us through if only you trust in me why don't you you trust me come to me when things go wrong cling to me daddy Oh, yeah, and I'll be strong. We can get along, we can get along. Oh, if only you trusted me. Victoria Stilwell was born and raised in Wimbledon, England, and has become one of the world's most recognized and respected dog trainers. Best known for her role as the host of Animal Planet's hit TV series, It's Me or the Dog. She has also served as a judge on CBS's Greatest American Dog, she is involved in rescue groups around the world, is a regular columnist for The Bark, Dog World, American Dog, and Dogs Today magazines. And her popular Positively podcast series is heard by listeners worldwide. Named 2009's Dog Trainer of the Year at the Purina Pro Plan Dog Awards, Victoria is certified by Animal Behavior and Training Associations and is a proud member of the Association of Pet Dog Trainers. Stillwell lives with her husband, daughter, and chocolate lab, Sadie, in Atlanta, Georgia. You can visit her at Positively.com. We want to welcome on to the program right now of Talking Pets, Miss Victoria Stillwell. Hi, Victoria. Thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. It's nice to have you on. I can recognize that voice anywhere. 
Yeah, the accent gives it away, doesn't it? It does, it does. I want to inter- uh, introduce you to uh, Barry Siebold. Hello. Hey, hi. And, of course, uh, Amanda Page, our producer. Hi, nice to meet you. Hello, good to meet you. And all of America. Everybody say hi to Victoria. <laughs> your book, Train Your Dog Positively. Great book. And, you know, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm amazed. 22 years I've been doing the show, though, that our paths have not crossed more often than now. But you've been I around. Know. You've been around quite a bit. I have. Uh, fortunately, the show did very well here, and we filmed eight seasons of it um, over eight years and over 120 episodes. So it's it's done well. I'm 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 really pleased with that. I know. Actually, I mentioned that you were one of the judges on CBS's uh, Greatest American Dog. You worked with a good friend of ours here on the show, uh, Jared Miller. Oh yes, Jared is fantastic. Um, yeah, and I was ashamed that that show didn't continue onto a second season. But we had a lot of fun. No, it was a great show. And, you know, it's 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 amazing how well, I mean, everybody thought when Animal Planet started out, it was like, oh, it's not going to do well. But, hey, it's been going strong. It has. I think Animal Planet, you know, is such a, it's such a diverse station as well now. It just, it, or network, I should say. It, it, it delivers so many interesting things about animals of all kinds of species and, of course, people. So it was a great network to be on. Well, your book now is Train Your Dog Positively. How many books have you written? I've written three, so this is my third. Congratulations. And this one's put out by 10 Speed Press, and I would imagine, Victoria, they can find, uh, America can find it in bookstores and online, correct? Yes, they can. Yeah, if you go on, I mean, it's on Amazon, it's everywhere. So please uh, go on, and you, if you need it, it's an e-book or on Nook or whatever, you can also get it on there, too. Well, I want to start out with you, actually, because... Um, questions to begin with would be and based on your book train your dog positively when you bring a dog home whether it's an older dog for the first time or you bring a puppy home a lot of people these days all of a sudden say oh you know you're home here you go and then they let it go in the house not a good thing is it no it's not <laughs> it's not and as soon as you get a pup into your home that is the time that you start teaching it what is appropriate what's not where the toilet where they can't setting boundaries um, a lot of love, but also teaching, giving your puppy a good education. Because, you know, the more that you really teach your dogs to do things that you want them to do that's going to make them happy, the less they're going to indulge in behaviors you don't like. So if you put the time in to begin with, you're going to sort of reap the rewards for the lifetime of that dog. Is that kind of is that creating a bond also when you're when you're teaching that dog, this is, this is your house, this is my house, you need to respect it, so on and so forth. Does that create yeah. a bond? It, it does create a bond, but it's got to be done in the right way. Now, you know I'm very much anti the old-style school of dominance mm-hmm. training where you have to dominate your animal into submission in order to get it to behave. That's so. That, that's, a, that's medieval dog training. It, it's so sad and so tragic that, unfortunately, it's still prevalent um, in uh, the dog training world today. But, you know, positive reinforcement follows modern behavioral science. Science, or it's really the future of dog training. And so, you know, you can when you create your bond with your dog, you do it in a in a great way, rather than sort of instilling fear in your dog with the old teaching methods. So that's why I say, with positive reinforcement methods, you are going to have trust. You're going to have loyalty, and you're going to have a dog that listens to you. Now, in your book, Train Your Dog Positively, there's a section in here that you mentioned, Dogs versus Wolves. And I, I find that to be an interesting subject in your book. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit on that, on, on where you go with this? Yeah, I think, again, the sort of the old idea 
is that dogs are just socialized wolves. Well, they're not. There's been around 15,000 years of separation. And while they might retain some traits, they're very, very different. And so, um, for example, when our dogs come into our homes, if it's just one dog or even a multi-dog household, they don't form packs like wolf packs do. They form more social groups where there's no real fixed hierarchy. There's no one alpha at the top who controls everything. It's much more fluid, and that's an, an idea that sort of has been kind of pounded into our public conscience for so long. But actually, it hasn't been right that dogs don't have, there's not fixed hierarchies in our homes. It's all fluid and it's all changing. So, um, and then dogs, of course, have evolved to really take watch humans and respond to their body language and take cues from us and read us. And that's something very, very different from wolves. So, you know, while we can still respect their ancestors, we've really got to take them almost as a different species. You know, it's interesting when you talk about, you know, certain breeds of dogs, too. A lot of people say, oh, I'm going to get, you know, a uh, Chihuahua or I'm going to get a, a Dachshund or a German Shepherd. And they automatically label them with a certain personality. But that's not true, is it? I mean, every dog, no matter the breed, still has their own personality. They do. They do. There are certain breed traits. I mean, Dachshunds were bred to go to ground. They are amazing barkers because that's what they were bred to do. So your Dachshund's going to be pretty feisty and um, may have a very loud vocal noise uh, voice, as such as Maltese do as well, Chihuahuas, because of their size. They can be pretty feisty dogs as well. So there are breed characteristics, there are breed traits, but then again, every dog is different within that breed. So when I go into a home and I know it's a Chihuahua, for example, I might have a few ideas what this dog's going to be like, but then I cater my training uniquely to each dog. Victoria Stillwell, the author of Train Your Dog Positively. Of course, you can find it in bookstores. You can find it online for the number three call. The third caller that comes in right now to Zach Buden, our producer at the network. We are going to send out a complimentary copy of the book, Train Your Dog Positively, by Victoria Stillwell. If you've got a training question about your dog, now is the time to call at 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Pick up the phone, give us a call, but the third caller to come in is automatically going to get a complimentary copy of the book, Train Your Dog Positively. You're listening to Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Life Radio has fantastic deals for our listeners. Go to PetcoDeals.com and get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off hundreds of items at Petco. PetcoDeals.com. But, but that's not all. Are you talking to me? Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. Go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com. To order your Dyson Animal Back today. 
to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Talking Pets, I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. And Amanda Page. We're speaking with Victoria Stilwell. She's the author of Train Your Dog Positively. Of course, everyone knows her also from Animal Planet Television. And uh, congratulations to George in Othello, Washington. He's getting a complimentary copy of the book uh, from Victoria Stilwell, Train Your Dog Positively. And uh, by the way, we do have you posted on our Facebook and Twitter, Victoria. So uh, people listening are you know, getting our tweets and stuff like that give us a call but george uh, has a question for you as well victoria i guess about his dog hey george how you doing how you doing there, john we're doing good well i got a question about mojo my uh, black lab pup he's a little over a year old now i think and uh he's still kind of a hell racer <laughs> he just uh he's kind of got a mind of his own he's the most uh the the all the dogs i've had over the years he's he's the most uh dog with his own mind i mean he, he just does not want to do what you want him to do and uh and he's a labrador and he's a black lab yeah go figure yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's got lots of energy he just he doesn't know how to what to do with it and he doesn't have another dog to play with so uh do you want to try to calm him down is that your question for victoria Yeah, i don't know if you if if that's possible to calm him down uh what do you think victoria is there a way to maybe take some chill out of the black lab at a, at a year old you got about another two years of yeah, puppy that's my sister lab. So I always remain puppies till they're about three. And then maybe when they're about five, then you might sort of see them slow down a little bit. So you've only got four years to wait mm. for that. Um, they look, they, they look, lads have got so much energy and they're wonderful and they're sort of joie de vivre and they just, they love life and, um, and it really it is, it's up to you to find something that really motivates your lab. And um, let's say, have you ever heard of scent work, nose work? Uh, no, I haven't. But okay. I, I want to tell you what he does with his nose. He takes his uh, water bowl, and since I've got him another water bowl, because he, he ruins a regular water bowl if I don't do it, and he, he, he takes a stainless steel water bowl and he flips it around with his nose and throws it up in the air and chases it around and pushes it around with his nose like it's... Uh, He's playing dog hockey or something with it, and he does that. This outside, of course, and then when he comes inside, he wants to 
kind of used that with other things in the house. So, Right. You know, it really is. It's finding outlets, the right kind of outlets that are going to, you know, I see it as a sort of full gas tank in the morning, and you've yeah. got to be responsible to try and make that gas tank empty by the end of the day, which with a lab, <laughs> a year-old lab, is exhausting. But nose work is great. Check it out. Go, on the, go, go to nose work, just Google it, and you'll okay. see great games that you can play with your dog. Now, because he's a lab, then obviously, as with most dogs, the nose dominates their brain. And when you find scent games for your dog to do, not only does that really give a great men- your dog mental stimulation, physical exercise, it also it, it also introduces teamwork. So it allows your dog to listen to you more, take cues from you more, and it's a great bonding exercise. So check it out. Oh, okay, great. And I, I know he, had, he likes to do stuff with his nose because he hides his bones and stuff all the time everywhere, and then he goes around and finds them later and digs them out and eats them, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, then, then he'll love it. Then he'll <laughs> love these games. Okay, Victoria. I sure appreciate it. And, uh, hey, John, you take care out there, okay? You too, George. And talk to you again. And the best with you and, and Mojo. So and uh, congratulations on the book. We're going to hey, get the book out today. you got to read this one. This is going to help you out a lot. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was hoping. <laughs> okay, you guys, take care. Good take care, George. Okay, thanks. That's George out there in Othello, Washington. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. If you've got a question for Victoria Stillwell, we welcome it at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Victoria, years ago on the show, I had Stanley Corin on. Do you remember Stanley? I do, and I just met him a couple of weeks ago um, with the Pet Expo in Canada. I, I think he's fantastic. And he talked about the intelligence of dogs, and he ranked dogs, which I thought was fascinating, from the most intelligent dog, which I believe back then was the Border Collie, and the most, uh, you know, the dumb dog out there, which was the Afghan Hound, I believe. And um, so he kind of ranked them in there. And But you deal in your book here on page, like, in the page 50s, uh, 53, canine intelligence. Do you consider one breed to be a little bit more intelligent, of course, than the others, or no? You know what? I think so, and I think, but I think it's also how dogs learn, and what, and the the kind of motivations that we give them to learn. But certainly, the the more sensitive dogs, like the more it seems, um, the German Shepherd, the Border Collie, the Poodle, um, the Labrador, these are highly tuned dogs. They're highly in tune with their senses. They're very sensitive to noise, to sounds, to what's around them, and I think that makes them very effective and fast learners. So I think when you're talking about intelligence, then I would agree with um, Stanley on that one, um, that those breeds do tend to be faster. Um, But, you know, I've had Shih Tzus, I've had Afghan hounds, I've had hounds that are supreme learners. It's just that you've got to find the right motivator for them. What about body language in dogs? If you bring, like we were talking about bringing a puppy home or a new dog or even a dog that's been around the house for a while, I mean, body language is important, right? If you pay attention to your pet, you can kind of maybe predict what they're going to do based on their language. True? Yeah. You you know, that's part of my book as well. It's really going through various body signals and understanding what a dog is trying to communicate with their body because, of course, we as well, we communicate with each other using our body signals as well, and dogs are just the same. They they have more signals, it seems, than they have vocal language. And so when they read each other, they are seeing subtle signs that we can't even see. 
but we can see quite a few of them and we can get an idea of what our dog is thinking, feeling, and what it might be about to do. So that's part of my book is really trying to understand your dog and therefore make communication easier. Well, when we come back out of this break, I want to talk to you, Victoria, a little bit also about in your book, Teaching the Touch Cue, and I'd like to find out a little bit about what the touch cue is. So, again, if people have a question for Victoria Stillwell, pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-8255. Again, that's 866-606-TALK. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Don't forget, you can watch us live on the webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N, Pets.com, no G in the talking. And also, please join us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we have about, about 8,700 on our Twitter right now and probably about 7,000 on our Facebook. So we want to see that grow and grow and grow and grow. So join us on there. And uh, tune in, of course, to Talking Pets and give us a call at 866-606-TALK. The number four call, we'll go for number four, Zach. So the f- number four call that comes in to Zach Buden, our producer at the network, is going to get a copy of the book, Victoria Stillwell, Train Your Dog Positively. Number four call, 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Siebel. And Amanda Page. And we're speaking with Victoria Stillwell. Her book, Train Your Dog Positively. This is Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, I'm Lisa Smith-Putnam, the host of the new and exciting show, Your Pets, My Dogs, here on Pet Life Radio. Your Pets, My Dogs will feature celebrity interviews, we'll talk to everyday pet owners, and more. Listen, I am here to entertain you each and every week, right here on Pet Life Radio. Again, that's Your Pets, My Dogs. I'm your host, Lisa Smith-Putnam. Your Pets, My Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Annapolis, Maryland, fall oyster survey results released by the Department of Natural Resources show increases in population and reproduction rates for the second straight year. Also, Dermo and MSX, two diseases that have decimated oysters, remain below long-term averages. Barry Siebold? In Denver, Colorado, the state Senate approved a dog protection measure to require new training for law enforcement on how to handle canine encounters in the line of duty. Under the bill, sheriff and police will offer three hours of online training for deputies and officers on how to recognize dog behaviors and employ non-lethal methods to control them. 
In Hilo, Hawaii, a federal court has ruled workers eradicating feral sheep and goats in an effort to protect an endangered bird found only in certain parts of Mauna Kea can't be prosecuted in, under the uh, 2012 county ordinance banning aerial hunting. In Vera, Florida, Brevard Zoo plans to open a hospital to treat injured or sick sea turtles. Florida Today reported the Sea Turtle Hospital is expected to open in October, thanks in part to a $39,800 grant awarded from revenues generated by the Florida Sea Turtle specialty license plate. Barry, you're going to like this one. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota, frozen turkey vultures dropped from the sky on Wednesday <laughs> amid an ice storm that snapped trees and left thousands without power. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I, I can't even top Can that you one. Can imagine? Global ah. warming. Okay. <laughs> In Georgia, Lewis Jackson Sr., who pleaded guilty to taking 156 loggerhead sea turtle eggs, has been sentenced to six months in prison. He must serve 156 hours of community service at the Georgia Sea Turtle Center on Jekyll Island, the Florida Times Union reported. <laughs> who, who needs nuclear weapons these days? Just send Just over frozen turkey vultures. Vultures. There you go. <laughs> Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. Can you imagine just in mid-flight? So cold that What was that movie? What was that, that movie? Uh, the perp... Oh, the day after tomorrow, where those two storms and the helicopters did that. Oh yeah, yeah, and they came down. Yeah, and they, I actually like that I can see Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's not funny, but it, you know it's weird. <laughs> Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone, give us a call at eight six 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 zero six Talk. This is Talking Pets. You and I go. Once again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. And I'm Amanda Page. We welcome your calls at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. We're speaking with Victoria Stillwell. She is the author of Train Your Dog Positively. Understand your dog and solve common behavior problems, including separation anxiety, excessive barking, aggression, house training, leash pulling, and much, much, much more. As seen on Animal Planets, it's me or the dog. That's Victoria Stillwell. And congratulations to our uh, number two out there, William in Shelton, Washington, actually is getting a copy, a complimentary copy of the book from Victoria Stillwell, Train Your Dog Positively. If you have a question for Victoria, we welcome them in at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Victoria, in your book, Teaching the Touch Cue, can you explain what the touch cue is? The touch cue is, I think that all puppies should be taught the touch cue, all, all dogs, um, adults too should be taught the touch cue. And the touch cue really gets a dog used to hands coming towards them. So, for example, you put your hand out, dogs are naturally curious, they'll investigate your hand. And as soon as your dog's nose touches the palm of your hand, then you give them a reward, such as a treat or praise or a toy. And you keep repeating this. So, and then you start to put a word to the action, and um, then after a while, the dog makes association between the word touch, and that means that the dog's got to touch your hand. 
And so really it gets dogs used to not only your hand coming towards it, but other people's hands coming towards them too. Because a lot of dogs are quite hand shy. And, you know, throughout their lives, they're going to have to have a lot of people coming over and extending their hands over their head to pet them. That's just what we humans do. I was just so, trying to do it to Barry over here, and then he's just ignoring me. Well, John, this sounds very familiar. Isn't that what you do with all your dates? <laughs> yeah. It's called the touch cue. <laughs> I think it's really important, otherwise you might bite, you know? My next date, um, Victoria, I'm going to say, this is Victoria Stillwell's training method. I get to touch you. <laughs> I'm cute. Yeah, right, exactly, and then you give me a reward. It's there you go. <laughs> I've seen some of John's dates, and they do try and bite back. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, it was, it's, just, oh it's just a great cue to, to, to teach, and it's also good for recall as well. So you can put your hand out and say touch, and then the dog runs back to you, touches your hand, and gets a reward so it's a win-win it's and definitely you can learn about it in her book train your dog positively by victoria stillwell now also too you know on the show we've had different people and different opinions i mean there's there are a lot of different opinions out there but some people say you know when you're out the dog park or you're out walking down you know rodale drive or whatever with your dog and you've got to come upon another dog and all of a sudden one dog goes up to the other dog and sniffs the butt should you let that dog do that or should you you know pull them away from it What, what do you think well, sniffing the butt um, is really important because it allows dogs to get lots of information about each other because obviously in that area, as in the mouth and the ears, there are a lot of concentration of what we call apocrine glands, which produce pheromones. And pheromones are chemical messages that tell dogs about the age, health, sex, emotional state of the dog that they're sniffing. So it's important. However got to understand that not every dog wants to greet every dog. So if you want your dogs to greet, I think the owners have to ask each other, is your dog friendly? Can my dog come and say hi to your dog? And then if the other, if the other person says yes, then that's great. So, But there are some dogs that are just antisocial and don't want another dog coming to this space, and that's fine. So it's up to you to communicate. On page 72 in your book, you talk about, although a dog's brain is just one-tenth the size of a human brain, the part of the brain that is devoted to analyzing smells is 40 times greater than that of a human's. A dog's sense of smell is therefore estimated to be 100,000 times better than ours. Amazing. It is. And, you know, I, I, I liken it to this fact. If you take just a, like a drop of human sweat and you put it in a cubic meter of air in front of you, you could smell it, so could your dog. But then you take that same drop of human sweat and put it in an Olympic-sized swimming pool and your dog can smell it. That's how good their nose is. Um, And their dominant sense really is a sense of smell. They see the world through their nose. So that's why scent games and all kinds of um, uh, games like that, where they use that sense of smell, which I call sensory education, is really great in not only teaching dogs to do things, but also it's a it's a great method of helping modify and cure a lot of behavioral issues. Well, we have Anthony on the line in Erie, Pennsylvania. Has a question for you, Victoria. Hey, Anthony, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Hey, got, how are you? Good. You got a question for Victoria Stillwell? Yes, I do, actually. Um, I was um curious about one thing. I'm listening to this and you're saying um. No, I'm having twenty dogs and stuff like that. The problem I seem to have is um, I like dogs, but they don't seem to like me. And I've had a few friends that um, 
you know, quite a few things, and I'm here to tell you, I kid you not, every last dog that I've had, from little ones to uh, big ones, they always seem to want to take a bite out of me. Is there anything, um, <laughs> is there anything, um, special about that, or is there anything that, um, is, can be, um, can I remedy that, or is there something in me that they particularly want to take, you know, take nips or bites out of me? Well, you know what? Um, I, I feel like sometimes, you know, you're, some dogs actually are frightened of men. Um, if you're a big man, especially, you've got a deep voice. Um, some dogs don't like that, but also the way you look at them. And if you're a big guy, yeah, your your right. voice your voice is definitely deep there, Anthony. But are you a big guy? Or are you how tall are you? I'm about six foot one. Six one. What what's your weight? Uh, about two fifty. Two fifty. So right. you are. I'm. I'm actually two ten and six two. So you know, and I guess I'm a pretty big guy myself. But yeah, I also think maybe sometimes if you're nervous of dogs, they can sense it. But if you're not even um, the way you look at them. So my advice to you is, when you're around a dog, completely ignore it. Um, when you, because we, you know, we like to have conversations with dogs and look at them and we appreciate them. Sometimes when, if you're a person that they react badly to, it's much better just to ignore them and take mm -hmm. that take pressure off them so they won't react negatively to you and then they come into your space and then you can have a relationship. But to begin with, just pretend they're not there. Right. Well, okay. Try that advice, Anthony, and you know, let us know how you make out with that one. But a lot of times, you're right, Victoria, because if all of a sudden if you go in there with the attitude of fear or you know that, the dog's going to pick up on that. Yeah, they are, and uh, that's going to make them unconfident. And remember, the sense of smell again. Dogs can smell where, how you're feeling. If you're happy, they can smell it. If you're fearful, they can smell it. If you're sad, they can smell it. So, oh, okay. Um, well, I guess um, you know, the one thing um, I, I, I actually had a um, an, an experience with a, uh, a miniature schnauzer, and um, however, he wasn't too bad. You know, I was um. Uh, basically, I, ha I held him for a while, and then, um, you know, he wanted to go play elsewhere, so I let him go, and then I was like, um, uh, he came back, and again, it was like just any other dog, was like all of a sudden, he just, you know, he bit me, and it was like, I didn't think I was scared of him, but, you know, maybe he was, maybe there was something I was showing afterwards or something, I don't know, you know. Yeah, and again, you know, I've had people who this has happened to, and when I go work with them, um, there's there's something in your body language, there's, there's a, the way you communicate, the way you hold yourself, the way that, that can either, you know, encourage a dog to come to you or encourage a dog to fear you or run away or just not feel comfortable around you. And we're going okay. to send you out a copy of Victoria's book, so this way at least you can study up on some training methods and so on and so forth and give you some good advice maybe when you're going to be around dogs too. So, Anthony, stay on the line and speak with Zach. We'll get your information and ship that out to you in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thanks, Anthony. You know, it's funny because, you know, we were talking about body language and, and us looking at, at pets' body language and, you know, our dogs, but, you know, it's interesting when it comes back at us and maybe dogs are eating human body language. They do. They really do. Well, they've evolved to do so. Um, let, and I'll just tell you very quickly, there's um, dogs have what we call left gaze bias. When you look at a human face, when humans look at another human face, our gaze automatically goes from left very quickly to the right, and it lands on the right-hand side of the face. So if you look at somebody now, you'll be able to see very quickly that it goes onto the right-hand side of the face. It's called left gaze bias. 
Why? Because the right-hand side of your face is more, um, your emotions read more easily, more on the right-hand side of your face. Well, the only other animal in the animal kingdom that does this is the dog. So they have evolved to read us. And one of the reasons why they've evolved to read us is because if uh, if we're angry with them or if we're going to do harm to them, they better know about it so they can get the hell out of there. Victoria, don't go away. I've got one or two more questions for you on training, and we're going to continue on just a little bit with Victoria Stillwell. She's the author of Train Your Dog Positively, as seen on Animal Planet's It's Me or the Dog. You can see Victoria Stillwell. You can find her book online, I would imagine, at Amazon.com and all, but um, you can also get it in bookstores. And it is, of course, a great book, Train Your Dog Positively by 10 Speed Press, Berkeley. So uh, look for it on your bookshelves. Once again, this is Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. And Amanda Page. 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. This is Talking Pets. Talking Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley, the giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on a super smiley adventure. Good boy. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I am not the kind of girl who should be rudely barging in on a white veil occasion, but you. Not the kind of boy who should be marrying the wrong girl. I sneak in and see your friends and her snotty little family all dressed in pastel. And she is yelling at a bridesmaid somewhere back inside her room wearing a gown shaped like a pastry. This is surely not what you thought it would be. Oh, you never know what you're going to see on the webcam. You can check us out at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. You can watch us on the webcam. Calm down over there, Mandy. What? <laughs> Once again, this is Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Barry Sewell. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. If you've got a question for Victoria Stillwell, as seen on Animal Planets, it's me or the dog. Um, she's the host of that show, and then also she's got her book out, her third book, Train Your Dog Positively. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online by 10 Speed Press, um, so check it out. But, Victoria, before we say goodbye, there were two questions I wanted to ask you because these come up quite a bit on the show as well, and I want your expert advice. One would be, and you do tackle it in your book on page 131, would be some tips on separation anxiety. Yeah, separation anxiety is unfortunately prevalent in 
in our society today. I think just more people are going out to work and leaving their dogs all day. And really, separation anxiety is a dog that is anxious about being separated, and then separation distress, which is part of separation anxiety, is actually the distress the dog feels on separation. So there are numerous ways that we can um, tackle this. First of all, it's a really difficult behavior to tackle because whilst you're teaching the dog, you can never leave the dog by itself. So that means you have to have the dog in doggy daycare or friends or relatives to look after your dog whilst you're not there. But it's basically desensitizing the dog to various triggers when you're leaving and by and showing the dog that actually when you go, you will come back. Because most of these dogs that, that, that do get anxious just panic, literally panic when you leave and they're desperate to seek reattachment. So you're, you're giving them confidence. And then, of course, you know, giving your dog something to do during the day is really important. Getting a dog walker or taking your dog to dog daycare, that, that's important because your dog spends a lot of the day by itself and, and bored. Um, and there's various other things that you can do with separation anxiety. So I do tackle that. I, I, I devote quite a large chapter to it in my book because it's obviously something that so many dogs suffer from. I like to actually recommend, and I do recommend it to my friends and people on the show, of course, and people listening, is that to leave a radio on or a television. But what do you think about these new channels coming out now, like leaving Doggy TV on? Do you think that's a good thing? Well, Dog TV, I'm actually one of the advisors for Dog TV. And, well, then um, I think you think it's a good thing. <laughs> I do think it's a good thing. And the reason why I do is because there's been a lot of research done on it at Tufts University in Boston by Dr. Nicholas Dogman, who's one of the preeminent veterinary behaviorists in this country. And um, and so, you know, and the people who are devising this and who, who have set up Dog TV have really, really done their research. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, we're not, wanting dogs to become couch potatoes we don't we don't want that but what happens is that a dog will um there are periods of relaxation there are periods of stimulation there's periods of exposure that uh, and the video feed is specially calibrated that dogs can see it and and so it is it is almost like a companion for your dog when you go out because if you just leave regular television on it's a lot of talk all the time um and that can be an auditory overload so dog tv is a great companion for these dogs that don't like being by themselves well you have so much information in this book train your dog positively it's a great book understand your dog and solve common behavior problems including separation anxiety excessive barking aggression which is a huge subject and there's a lot of reading on aggression in this book, Train Your Dog Positively. House training, leash pulling, and much, much more here with Victoria Stillwell. Victoria, it was a great honor to have you on the show, and I look forward to having you on more often. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Congrats on the book. And, uh, yeah, check in with us. Uh, when next time you got something going on, please give us a call. I will do. Thank you. Thanks, Victoria. That's Victoria Stillwell, the author of Train Your Dog Positively, and you can also check her out on Animal Planet's It's Me, or The Dog. It's a great book, so go check it out online, and you can find it in bookstores as well. It's put out by uh, 10 Speed Press, and you can even check them out at uh, 10speed.com if you wish. But uh, like I said, a wonderful book. This is a cool book. I like Victoria. I love the British accent. I do too. It's just something about it. Just, yeah. Unless it's Piers Morgan, then it's kind of (laughs) like... You know, I'm not a huge fan. I don't hate Piers, but... I'm not a huge fan of uh, British British accents. I do like. I do, uh, you know, I should take that back. I like Piers. He's just a little overboard sometimes. It happens. Yeah, but I do like the. I love the British accent. And Australian too. Yeah, that too. Like I used to have Keith a neighbor. Urban on I used to American have a neighbor Idol. who lived above me in my apartment. And he was Australian. And Can you do an Australian accent? No, I'm I'm horrible at the. The dango ate my baby. <laughs> oh my. Okay. <laughs> that. I think you need to work on that. That sounds more like. Actually. Never mind.
Actually, I went to go see Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, here. A friend took me for my birthday, and I was like, okay, what's this going to be like? The place was packed. And was it was it really? It was hysterical. And I went on a Thursday night. I thought, there's not going to be anybody in there. And it was at the Strass Theater, which is a huge theater. And it was a really good play. It was a lot of fun. A little racy, but that was one of the it's lines. It's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Yeah, Hello. Yeah, the, the musical. And, um, but that was one of the lines. The dango ate my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Eight six 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 zero six talk is the number, of course. Victoria Stillwell, train your dog positively. A great book, and uh, yeah, it was nice to have her on. It was fun. I yes, like her. I only see nice. her everywhere, and it's true. I mean, twenty two years doing the show, and we've kind of crossed paths at functions or whatever. But well, she'd be on know, one side of the building, I'd be on the other. We Animal know. Planet's just missing one show. Ours, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Call Animal Planet. I would look great on TV. The weird part is with Animal Planet when Marion. I met Marion when I had my heart attack and I had uh, heart surgery. And I, Amanda, you were there, I think, when we did the show at the uh, Yukonuba Dog Show or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was there like literally a day after having surgery or something, or two days after I got out. Or, and I was like, "There's no darn well I'm not going to be here." So I committed to it. So here I am, half dead. And she was there, Marion, when she used to run Animal Planet. She was like, we are putting your show on TV. But then she left the company not too long after that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I don't know. Anybody listening on Animal Planet, call us. <laughs> yes, we're funny. Yes, you need us. Don't make me stomp my foot. Oh, my. What are you going to do with your foot? Stomp my foot. Oh, stomp your <clears throat> foot. <laughs> <laughs> 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. Don't forget, you can always watch us on the webcam at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. And please join us on Facebook and Twitter. Right there at the top of the homepage, just click on the symbols, and you can become one of our friends, and you can learn all about us during the week and what we do and stuff and join in on the family and everything. We're not obnoxious with our Twitters and, you know, our, I, said, I should say tweets, right? So, uh, but we get the information out there, and you get to know who's coming on and stuff like that. So, and when we're giving things away for free and all. So, check us out. Like today, Victoria Stillwell was on, and we tweeted that. Well, spay new to your pets and help control the pet population. For myself, John Patch, Barry Stillwell, and Amanda Page. Say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. Bye. Let's talk pets every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>